It's an all-new season of the Football NYC Big Blue Breakdown Podcast on YesNetwork.com. Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy of BigBlueInteractive.com give the best Giants analysis week to week. And now, Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Football NYC's Big Blue Breakdown Podcast. Joe Cal, along with Eric Kennedy from the Big Blue Interactive website. It's the number one Giants fan message board on the web. You get all your information, and there's going to be a lot of Giant fans very happy this week with the outcome of the game in Foxborough this past weekend. I don't know what more you can say, Eric. I, I, the first thing I said to you after the game was tremendous. Yeah, I mean, it was deja vu all over again. I mean, it, it, the, the, the last... Fourth, you know, the fourth quarter of that game was so eerily similar to the Super Bowl, um, with the Patriots going down, taking the lead. Looks like they've got the game won. There's a minute and 36 seconds left, I think, in the game. Manning goes down the field and, and wins the game. And it, I mean, it, it was it, it's moments like these. I mean, I think us Giants fans, there are always those moments and seasons where we just bang our head against the wall and we're like, man, why do I put myself through this? You know, you can think of the Eagles game last year and all the, you know, there's a number of Giants games in the past that you just are, you know, are disasters. But it's moments like this that make up for all of that. I mean, what a tremendous game. Had a playoff-type atmosphere to it. And the way that they came back and won that game was just amazing. Absolutely. I mean, I think this was the, the best regular season win since I think uh... – they went into Pittsburgh a couple of years ago, the year after they won the Super Bowl. And that year, I think they proved that they were the best team in football at the time with the victory against the Steelers. But I want to get back to this victory on Sunday because I think it was tremendous. I think on both sides of the ball, you had a defense which held Tom Brady and this Patriots offense to no points up until halftime. And Eli Manning, me and you have been singing his praises all year. And I've always liked Eli Manning. I've always stuck up for him as a quarterback. And I like the way that he just 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 never never flinches. I mean a lot of people get mad at him because he doesn't show emotion, but I think that's a positive with Eli Manning because you don't want him to show too much bad emotion or too much good emotion. And you really saw the Eli Manning that all Giant fans have come to really respect over these years that he's been our quarterback this Sunday. Yeah, nineteen now he's got nineteen fourth quarter comebacks in his career and that's just astounding. I I'm a big Phil Simms fan. I grew up with Phil Simms being the quarterback of the Giants, and and he's still probably arguably my favorite Giant. But he didn't do this. He didn't. He he never had anywhere near 19 fourth quarter comebacks, and and it, it is an attribute for Eli to be calm and 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 composed. And he's got the perfect demeanor with dealing with the press in New York. He never says anything controversial. His his interviews are you know to be frank very boring uh, but you kind of want that you don't want somebody to come out there and 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 say the wrong thing and do the wrong thing and, and, and it's, that's just tremendous and he didn't have his best game in the first first half of the uh, uh of the game you know the the giants defense shut out the the patriots but the giants were having their own problems and he didn't look so hot um he was definitely missing hakeem nicks you know, and the, the the patriots were even though they didn't sack him they got some good pressure on him and he took some shots um, but that's the thing. It's like that game a few years ago down in Philadelphia in 2006 when the Giants came back from a 17-point deficit in the fourth quarter. Eli had gotten pounded in that game, and it looked like you know there was no way the Giants were going to get back into that game. But 
that that's Eli. You know, it doesn't matter if he 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 wasn't very good for two quarters or three quarters. He still has the ability to bring the team back and and it, just just a tremendous win in this, this sense too. It's it, it not only kept them two games in front of of Dallas, three games in front of Philly. But it just get, gives them so much confidence now. And you and I had been talking the last few weeks. We just weren't really sure how good this team is. And um, this is the kind of win that can change a season, can, can, can fire up your team and, and get them believing in themselves. And, and if they can follow that up with, with a win in San Francisco, they, they might really get something going here. Now, they got, you know, we'll talk about that in the second half of the show. It's the San Francisco game is key. But the confidence they get out of this game is going to be tremendous. Yeah, and I think the confidence that the giant players have in their quarterback is very important. And people, you know, you shouldn't really take this for granted. I mean, this, this quality that Eli Manning has, and I hate to keep going back to Eli, but, you know, Monday morning you wake up and you have everybody just on the Eli Manning bandwagon. It's so full this week, and you have people, <laughs> you, you, have people you know, other people that aren't giant fans just hating him a couple of weeks ago, all these commentators. Now they're all lo- loving him after this game, and I'm going, you know what, this is something that we... We, as Giant fans, have seen from Eli Manning over the years. I mean, it's a special talent. I mean, you just know that you always have a chance to win the game when this guy's leading you down the field. And it's a quality he's shown, I mean, on the road, especially now. It really, it wasn't a coincidence, Eric, that they went on that Super Bowl run on the road. I mean, this guy is a way better road quarterback. I think Tom Coughlin is just, uh, you know, with the Giants, he's been a very good road coach. And I just think that they are better prepared when they play on the road. And I don't think anything takes them by surprise. And I really think that the Giants went into this game against the Patriots with a lot of confidence because they were saying it all week. And the end result was something I think that they expected. I mean, I think they loved the way the game ended. But I think they really expected this outcome. And I like to see that from this team because, you know, we thought that this was a week-to-week team. And when you go into the game without your number one receiver, without your number one running back, and without your center, okay, I mean, that's a tough spot, especially with all the defensive injuries that the Giants have. And that's what makes me so happy about this team and so proud of this win on Sunday is that when things were stacked against them, just like they were in the Super Bowl, against a team like, you know, the Patriots with Tom Brady and a quarterback like that, I just love when the Giants show me an effort like they did on Sunday. And, you know, win or lose, I would have been happy with their effort. But, you know, when you win a game like this, it really has Giant fans just taking a look at the second half of the season. And for me... I feel, you know, the way I've looked at the Giants these past years and the way they've let people down in the second half of the season, I think it could be to the Giants' benefit that they have a tough schedule these next two months because there's no areas for letdown. And I think this may help the Giants, especially with some tough road games because we've seen how the Giants rise to the occasion when playing good teams on the road. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you hit the nail on the head, and I have had the same thought this week. The schedule in a way, may work out for them because, as you said, it keeps their focus. They can't, I mean, if you're going to let down against the, the, the 7-1 and 49ers, and the, you know, you, there's never going to be a letdown when you play in Philadelphia, and then they've got the Saints and the Packers. I mean, I just don't think they're going to have, um, you know, the, these teams are going to have their attention. And the only the only thing I worry about a little bit is they were such an emotional high coming off the game in New England. I just hope that they're ready to play from the opening gun in San Francisco. Um, that's the only worry that I have really this week is I, I just you know I hope that that didn't take too much out of them. I don't think it did, but you just never know until and it's a cross country trip and we'll see. And and I also think you're you're dead on too. 
you know, you just feel a little more confident about this team when they're playing on the road, and it's been like that for years. And um, and Eli seems to be more comfortable on the road. And I don't know if it's because the the home crowd you know gets on his case and the Giants' case or what. I don't know what it is, but. In a way, you know, if they end up having the, you know, if they are fortunate enough to make the playoffs, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not one of these guys that say, man, we got to have home field advantage. Um, it, it seems to be the opposite with them. They seem to be play their best ball on the road against good teams. Yeah, and some other areas in the game that I wanted to talk about was, uh, you know, a lot of people are going to talk about Brandon Jacobs, and we, I thought he ran harder the other day, and I thought he gave a decent effort, even though he had, you know, was under 100 yards, they get about 72. And I love that Darrell Scott, my guy Darrell Scott, got a carry, and it was it was for a first <laughs> Big down. One too. I'm rooting yeah, for him. And now I find out that him and Ware are going to share uh, kickoff return duties. And yep. you know, it was it was one point in the game where I saw Ross return a punt, and I said to myself, it wasn't the one that he muffed, but one before that. I said, wow, you know what? To this to this point so far, we really hadn't had any disasters on special teams, especially on the return. And sure enough, he muffs a punt. And, you know, Ross is not going to be an explosive return guy, but, you know, up until this point, he's been pretty solid. And on the other side of the ball, Eric, I got to tell you, you know, with Weatherford, I think he's doing a terrific job. And this was another example this week on how great of a job he's doing punting the ball. Yeah, you know, the Ross play could have turned the entire game around. And in a way, it did for a while. It did turn the game around because the Giants had gotten to 10 to nothing. They, the, the Patriots had come out of come out of the third uh, halftime, and they had two turnovers. Giants turned those into ten points. Three and out again on the third possession, and they punt the Ross, and they're going to get the ball in great field position, and then the muff happens, and the Patriots get a field goal out of that. That play, and then of course the Eli interception in the end zone. The, those two plays made made it feel like this game was going to get away from them. And and to their credit, again, the Giants they're a very resilient team. And they have a way of not letting those things um, snowball on them. At least this year they haven't. And but, but on the other side, as you said, the the, um, the the punting game, the punt coverage has been has been very steady this year. And they had a great game against the Patriots, and that was a huge element to the win too. Was the field position game? It seemed like the Patriots were always starting deep in their territory, and um, that was a tremendous. Um, you know, at, uh, part of the game for the Giants. The, the special teams, to the Giants' credit, the special teams have been playing decently this year if they can just get the kickoff returns going. I mean, the punt, punt returns have been decent with Aaron Ross. Um, he's, he hasn't broken one, but he's been getting decent yardage. The kick coverage and the punt coverage unit has been good. Field goal units have has been good. It, it's it's um, it, you know the special teams isn't a disaster like it's been especially last year and and they're going to need that on Sunday against the 49ers too who have an outstanding special teams. Yeah, and I just think you came away after this game with a real special feeling if you're a Giant fan because I mean you know you see these contributions now from guys like Ballard who made a tremendous catch on that last drive even before. The touchdown catch, I mean, it was a tremendous catch by a tight end on that last drive, and you see how Victor Cruz is producing, and you saw how this offensive line operated the other day. I mean, you really had to be happy if you were a Giant fan. And you know what? Mario Manningham steps in as the number one receiver and makes a touchdown play, and he was in here this week uh, doing the This Week in Football show, and he was just saying how the team just played with a lot of confidence. And, uh, you know, I definitely think they're a better team with Hakeem Nicks, and hopefully he plays this week. But, 
you know, the running game without Ahmad Bradshaw, we'll see how long he's out. But it just makes me feel so good if the Giants lose a guy that they can plug in somebody else. And it just shows you the great, great coaching job that Tom Coughlin is doing. And I really want to make a mention of what I saw in that locker room after that game. I saw some locker room video on NFL.com and the way these players just hugged him and were lifting him up over the head. I mean, you're talking about a guy in the beginning of the season which nobody really thought he had a chance of keeping his job at the end of the year. All he did was see most of his, you know, star players, you know, get lost in free agency. He never complained. He's not like Rex Ryan who goes out and basically says, I want this guy on the team and he's on the team the next day. I just think Coughlin's done a tremendous job preparing this team and it doesn't matter who comes out with an injury every week, and I really want to give him credit because, you know, he's the first one, just like Eli, to take all the criticism. And this week, this man deserves a lot of credit. Yeah, and, you know, it's funny. You hear guys like Plaxico Burroughs come out and say the Giants don't have a locker room, you know, and then you see that video. And if, if the listeners out there haven't seen it yet, you can go to NFL.com or you can go on BigBlueInteractive.com. We have a link to it there. And it, it's just a tremendous scene in the locker room with the players all, as you said, you know, hoisting them up on the shoulder, and, and it was just a great moment. And, and besides the confidence that they got out of this game, you can kind of see this team coming together, too, getting close, you know, becoming the closer unit and then having that feeling to it. And the, um, you're, you're dead on again. You know, if they're, they're, you have to start talking about maybe coach of the year candidates you've got to start thinking about Tom Coughlin right now. Again, we'll see how this ends up because this history in the last few years is they haven't ended up well. But if they finish strong and win the division, I, you know, he's, he's got to be up there for consideration with all the injuries that they've had. And they weren't picked to do well to start with before the injuries. You know, they, weren't, they weren't the favorite to win the division anyways. And then when they got hammered with all the injuries that they got hammered with, the free agent losses that, they, they, that were supposed to be devastating for them and haven't, and to do what they're doing right now is is a testament testament to him and and his coaching staff and and again I you know I hate to be in complete agreement with you all the time but you're dead on you know he's doing a tremendous job. Yeah, I think every Giant fan has to be happy with what they saw on Sunday. And one of the other Coach of the Year candidates is Jim Harbaugh, and he has the San Francisco 49ers in first place. They could pretty much wrap up the division by Thanksgiving if they yeah. wanted to. But if this is the next team that the Giants are going to go face out on the West Coast, and we're going to come right back and talk about that game. It's Big Blue Breakdown Podcast, Joe Cal and Eric Kennedy. We're going to come right back, folks. Want to see what everyone's talking about? Check out the two-time Emmy Award-winning video content at yesnetwork.com. It's the best in Yankees web shows, podcasts, and features only at yesnetwork.com. Welcome back, everyone, to Football NYC's Big Blue Breakdown Podcast. Joe Callow, Eric Kennedy from the Big Blue Interactive Fan Message Board and great all-around Giants website. I tell you, Eric, you know, I I looked at this game in the beginning of the season. I always think going out to the West Coast is tough. But I thought, ah, it's the 49ers. And even though since then the 49ers have really only lost that one game to the Dallas Cowboys, which was the uh, punctured Lund game, I mean, they could really be undefeated. But I still feel pretty confident about the Giants' chances this week because it's not Tom Brady, it's Alex Smith. And, of course, you have to fear Frank Gore. But, again, I'm more confident this week against the 49ers on the road than I would be next week against the Eagles at home simply because it's a road game. <laughs> you know, and it's just how crazy the NFL is. If you sat down before the season and looked at the Giants' schedule 
and you said the Giants were going to be six and two at the at the break, you would say, well, they must have lost to the Eagles and they must have lost to the Patriots. You know, <laughs> you never would have guessed they would have lost to the Redskins and the Seahawks, mm-hmm. and they would have beaten those other two teams. And no one would think that the, this game that's coming up would be so important and might have again playoff seating uh, possibilities here. Um, the the 49ers are a very solid team. They, in a lot of ways, I think the irony of this game is this. I think the 49ers are, are very much an old East Coast team, and the Giants have become more of a West Coast team. And what I mean by that is in, if you, back in the 80s and early 90s, it was the Giants that had great defense, the power running game, solid special teams. They didn't make mistakes. They didn't, they didn't turn the football over. They made the other team they thrived on turnovers from the other team. That's what the 49ers are. And now the Giants have sort of the high-flying, sophisticated passing attack that are putting up big numbers each week and the come-from-behind wins and all that. It's almost like the 49ers and the Giants have sort of traded traded roles here, and and it, 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 I find that in itself interesting. I think that this game, what it comes down to, on, on, on first on the offensive side of the, of the ball, is – the, the 49ers are number one in run defense. The Giants are still ranked, I think, around 27 or 26 in running offense. I Like last week when we were, we were talking about the Patriots game, I would come out throwing in this game and try to get a lead um, for two purposes. One, um, you want to try to take Frank Gore out of the game on the other side of the ball and try to get a, get a lead and make the, make the 49ers pass more. And I think – you you create doubt in in their mind as well. To um, are we good enough? Is our seven and one record really a product of us playing teams in that division? And and so I think that getting an early lead is is critical. On the other on the other side of the ball in defense, um, and I'm sure we'll talk about this too a little bit more. But the, the real the real key here is stopping the run, and this is what, what I'm going to be very curious to see because this Giants defense is built to stop the pass. It's a pass rush team with great pass rushers. They've spent a lot of draft picks in the secondary and resources in the secondary. They have not been very good against the run this year, and um, the 49ers have to be thinking, man, we're going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, and I and it's going to be very interesting to see if the Giants can stop this kind of power running attack. Yeah, Frank Gore has been a little nicked up, so we'll see what his status is. I'm guessing he's going to play on Sunday. I can't see him missing this game. And Yeah, the 49er defense has been very impressive this year now. I'm not one to say they, you know, whether you beat a tough opponent or a bad opponent, you know, because it's a win. But the 49ers haven't had the toughest schedule so far, so I do think it's a good test for the Giants that it's not an impossible team that they're going to go out there and play. And I just think that maybe the Giants built up some confidence this week. Hey, if we went and beat Tom Brady, you know, we can go beat Alex Smith. But, like I mentioned before, this is a much better defense than the Patriots defense, which is pretty much, you know, one of the worst in the league. So I'd love to see what the game plan is going to be there because I think the Giants are saying just what you're saying, that we have to stop Frank Gore and we'll let Alex Smith just drop back there and beat us. And, you know, Alex Smith, once he sees all these pass rushes in his face, will take our chances on how he handles something like that. So hopefully the Giants get Hakeem Nix back this week, and, you know, hopefully we get all four of those pass rushes going again, and we'll see how they do. Yeah, and what's going to be real interesting is this, is the Giants have been playing a lot of the three-safety package, and they've been doing that for the last couple of years. I wonder if they're going to have to get away from that this week. Now, you'd think it would be obvious with Jonathan Goff 
if he was there, that they'd be you know more three linebackers against the run. The the two rookie linebackers the Giants have, Jacqueline Williams and and um, Greg Jones, both have been fairly shaky against the run. So I'm not really sure you want to you want to put them on the spot out there. Um, so I'm very curious to see. Now the Giants have toyed a little bit with even a five defensive lineman look. So I wonder if we'll see something like that, maybe like a five defensive lineman and, and, and maybe two linebackers, or maybe they do play three safeties and, 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 and hope the athleticism in the secondary, can, they can make some plays. But I am very interested to see this is going to be a really good, t- tough test to see where our run defense is at because they're going to bring it. This is a straight-ahead power running team. There aren't many of these like these in the NFL anymore. Um, and if they can't stop the run, if the Giants can't stop the run, they're going to be in trouble. But if they can stop the run, um, the Giants should win this game fairly easily um, because that's how the 49ers move the ball. And I've seen a few 49er games this year, and if you stop their run, they're much easier to, e- easier to defend. Yeah, and I want to take a step back now and through the halfway point of the season, just take a look now at the NFC East. Because, of course, the Giants can't argue with where they're at. I mean, I think everybody's really happy, especially coming off uh, the win this weekend, about where the Giants are. And you watched the Eagles lose a big home game the other night against the Chicago Bears, and you just don't know. I mean, one week they look like, you know, they're kicking butt all over the place, and the next week they get beat by the Bears at home. And the Washington Redskins, I think, are falling back to what everybody thought they would be this year. And then there's the Dallas Cowboys, who are just, you know, they are what their record says they are. They're a 500 team right now, and I don't know what to make of them. But you know what? I, you know, I think that the Giants, all you hear about when anybody talks about the Giants now is they're going to talk about Eli Manning's play. Okay, that's the first thing you hear. And the second thing is their tough schedule. All you're going to hear is Giants, brutal schedule, brutal schedule, brutal schedule. So I, I just think that if the Giants go about it like they are and they do it game by game and they just worry about themselves now because they really don't have to look down the division and worry about who anybody's playing because you have two shots at Dallas. You still have the Redskins at home, which I don't know if it's a good thing or not. <laughs> and then you have and then you have the Eagles at home. So, you know, I think the Giants are in very good position right now to try to move away from what we've seen from them the last couple of years, which is the late season swoon. And I think that maybe providing the schedules tough this year for them down the stretch and the confidence that their quarterback is playing, hopefully they can turn it around this year. Yeah, the, the, the Eagles' loss to the Bears was huge. I mean, that was just gigantic for the Eagles, and they're going to have a real tough time getting out of this hole. It's not impossible. Again, as positive and optimistic as we're being right now, the Giants do have a really tough schedule come on, coming up, and it is not out of the realm of possibility that the Giants could end up losing two or three games in a row here, and the Eagles win two or three games in a row, and the Cowboys win two or three games in a row, and this thing really tightens up. So I'm not, I'm not counting anybody out right now, but the, that loss to the Bears was huge. That's, that's going to be really tough for them, and, and what it does is it makes that Giants-Eagles game in two weeks really um, their last desperate chance. If, I mean, if they lose that game, if the Eagles lose that game, it's, they're done. So that game becomes huge for the Eagles. The Cowboys, they've got a real easy schedule coming up. Um, and they're, like the Eagles, they're up and down, up and down. One, one week, their new running backs running for 200 yards, and, and you think, um, man, they're, they're, they're going to get really good. And then they, they, they have one of those moments again where they lose a game where they, you, they were supposed to win. So 
the good news for the Giants, as you mentioned, they've got them Dallas twice still on schedule, too. So even if that gets a little closer, they have it in their power to to put Dallas away as well, too. So we'll, we'll see. We're getting a little ahead of ourselves here. But the division right now, obviously, is breaking nicely for the Giants. And they just got to keep it going and keep the pressure on those other teams. Yep. And I think at the halfway point, Giant fans really have to be happy with the effort from this team. And Eric, we'll talk to you again next week. We'll talk about this 49er game. We'll look ahead to the Eagles game. Folks, join us each and every week on Football NYC's Big Blue Breakdown podcast. This is Joe Cal and Eric Kenny saying we'll see you next time, folks. 